1: Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Renegade Millionaire Show. It's your host, Winnie Sun, coming to you here from beautiful Southern California. We are in TuneIn Studios here in Venice Beach, and I'm excited to speak with you. As you know, I am Managing Director and Financial Advisor at Sun Group Wealth Partners, and here we are. Uh, take care of people like yourself. So if you have any questions regarding your own financial business planning needs, all you need to do is reach out. Really, really interesting factoid that I learned from my team. Did you know that with this improving economy, that restaurant industry sales are expected to hit a record high of $709 billion in 2015? So, and that actually is really Cool because it's actually the sixth consecutive year of restaurant sales growth. Woohoo! And with that, you know I love chefs. And you know I'm a big fan of Bravo TV's Top Chef. Don't have much time to watch TV, but that is one show that we record on DVR that I do not miss. I think it's almost like a guilty pleasure because you want to see who's going to take it all. But this is somebody that I've known through a, another good friend of mine. I feel like we have um, similar lives and we've we've lived parallelly without having mm-hmm. to meet just yet. And with that, I'd love to introduce you to Chef Brian Husky. Welcome.
0: Thank you for having me, Winnie. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Thanks for making the trek over.
0: No, absolutely. It wasn't too bad. You know, nice little Uber ride from downtown uh, Los Angeles. Oh, I
1: <laughs> love it there. There's some good food in downtown. No, right? it's
0: it's fantastic. I've actually been uh, living down in uh, the whole historic core for the last three years and um, it's changed quite a bit. Um, uh, and and it's awesome. I uh, me personally, I love the whole urbanized living uh, factor of downtown.
1: I know it's it's really improved, right? In the last I guess last ten years, kind of complete, it's become so modern, hip.
0: No, absolutely. It's it's definitely become hip. Um, there's definitely a lot of places to eat. I remember when I first uh, would hang out there about even five, six years ago. Uh, some of my friends started to move in there there would be no brunch options on Saturday and Sunday. And then now there's uh, a bounty full of brunch options. So, so it, it's a good thing. Your you know?
1: favorite restaurant in downtown?
0: Uh, my favorite restaurant in downtown would probably be Bestia. I, I, I've gone there a couple times. Um, I just really respect Chef Ori and what he does. The, uh, another one that I tend to go to a lot for breakfast, actually, because we're talking about brunches, is uh, Nickel and Diner. Uh, that sounds um, so good. Yeah, it, it's, it's a good eat? time. What do you eat there? Uh, I, I change it up. You know, I, I'm a man of uh, you. Know, well, I, I change it up. I don't normally always get the same thing. But you always got to always have either a mimosa or a bloody mary, right, on a yeah, Saturday and a Sunday. For sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Keeps it real, real. Well, wonderful. I wanted to read through some of your bio because there's so much that I was really excited to to learn. So, Brian, obviously. Brian Husky, we're going to talk about that, is a Korean-American born, raised in Pasadena here, right in Southern California. So you're the oldest son of a really well-known real estate mogul that we're going to talk about in the Korean community. I didn't know that. Really fascinating. And then, so let's, let's talk about education, too. And you're, you're not just a chef. You're actually kind of a brain, too. You graduated <laughs> from UCLA, uh, majored in economics. Uh, first job there was a short-order cook. Well, that makes sense. And then he secured an internship at uh, Merrill Lynch, and he decided <laughs> to follow his passion. He he saw the light and moved to San Francisco to get his full formal culinary education at CCA. Not a bad place to get a culinary education, right?
0: Uh, not at all. I just thought, um, you know, uh, when, when, while I was going to UCLA, uh, my parents made me learn the value of a dollar um, and told me, all right, well, you know, I was very blessed. They took care of my uh, tuition. And, and and a lot of my expenses, however, when it came to, you know, if you want to go, uh, you know, woo ladies and go on dates and go rage <laughs> with your homies, uh, you need to go uh, grab a job and, uh, you know, pay for that on your own. So um, naturally, uh, I just kind of chose cooking um, instead of doing retail or or some other type of job that normal college kids do. Um, and, uh, my first job was over at Dupar's over at the Grove. Um, so. No,
1: sir. Yeah. At Dupar's?
0: Yeah. Just, With yeah. Biff
1: Naylor? Yeah,
0: just cooking some burgers We're and like stuff. We're like friends. <laughs> really? Right on. Yeah, this is like when I was about 18 years old. Um, that's
1: so awesome so
0: you know we started like that um, and it's been a fun ride ever since Um, it's been interesting because literally uh, you know just like a lot of other chefs you know you start cooking with your mother um, and that was my way to bond with my mom it was my mom son time uh, and it was something that I felt really comfortable doing with my mom and then like I said what's the um,
1: first dish she ever made you
0: uh, the first dish shi-tachi. Well the first dish I remember ever making with my mom was doing like bone broth like you know the okay. the, the, the fundamentals of a lot of Korean jjigae which is like stews and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh so it's just like a lot of veal bones and and obviously that's kind of a simple technique and things like that. So uh-huh. uh, um it kind of made sense why my mom kind of showed me the broth broths and uh and uh and stocks cuz um you know if you have a great stock you know you're going to you hopefully have a great end product.
1: So let me ask you this. I'm just curious. So when you make this stock, right, and you put the bones in the yeah. water and everything, that stuff that floats on top, are you supposed to take it out you are supposed to leave it in?
0: No, you want to skim it. Usually when, when I do like veal bones, I'll actually like blanch the veal bones like one time. Like I'll bring it to a boil mm-hmm. so, so it purges and then I'll actually dump that water out and then start all over again. And then when you bring it back to a boil and then you simmer it, All the gunk that comes up to the top, you actually want to skim as you go. Oh,
1: so you cook it once and you dump that water. Well,
0: yeah, usually what I do is say, like, if you have like 10 pounds of bones in your, you know, and you want to start a a stock, what I'll do is I'll actually just bring it to a boil for Uh about maybe five, 10 minutes. And Uh that helps get a lot of that uh, nasty impurities out of, like, you know, the bones, like, you know, extra, like, sanitation reasons. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, And then just flush that water out and then add clean water, add some mirepoix or aromatics or whatever, and then start the process over again.
1: Wow, impressive.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, like I said, I always tell people that uh, being a chef are not magicians. So, you know, things take time. You know, it's kind of fascinating when, you know, guests come to the restaurant. You know, you come in for either an hour to sometimes four hours, but they don't see that, you know that whole process of what what it takes for the the whole entire team in in the back of the house and as well as in the front of the house to create that experience that the guests have.
1: Right, right. Um, it,
0: it, it sometimes it takes a few days. You know, if it's something where you got a cure and then confit, or if it's you know doing an awesome charcuterie program, that that takes months. So you know that satisfaction that you know a guest can have for you know uh, thirty seconds to you know two minutes or however long it takes to you know, in, 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 uh, enjoy that dish, you know, can potentially sometimes for an entire team take a full week or months to it's prepare. It's truly an art. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely a craft, you know.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. So you worked at uh, L.A. Prime Steakhouse as an executive chef, as well as many other restaurants. Can you talk about maybe your favorite place to
0: work? Um, my, you know what, to be very honest, I, I really enjoyed working with the Patina Group. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously that... Um, when I came back to LA after I'd worked in the Caribbeans, I worked uh, f- at, for the Rosewood uh, Resorts at Keneal Bay at Rockefeller State um, a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally just enjoy chasing the sun, so that's why. I- you know, went down to the Caribbeans, you know, to do the whole uh, lifestyle of uh, swimming with sea turtles by day and then cooking at night. That's so cool. But Did you
1: really swim with yeah, sea turtles?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, not. I wouldn't say every single day, but, you know, I, I, it was known to happen, you know, when you just go hang out on the beach and, you know, just kill some time before your uh, dinner shift. Um, but, you know, when I came back, um, I was very fortunate to get a job at Cafe Pinot, um, just as a lead line cook. And I actually grew with the company for about three, a little more than three years. Um, You know, I got my first sous chef title there at Cafe Pinot. And then I was actually transferred down to um, Leatherby's Cafe Rouge. In Orange County. Yeah, Yeah. in Orange County at the Secret Storm Auditorium to Mm -hmm. open that up as an opening sous chef um, with Mark Gold. Um, And it was a really, uh, it it was an awesome time because uh, at that time it was when uh, Irene still was giving her stars and we were you know able to cook our way up to uh receiving three stars so we were very proud of that at that at that time um and then from there um you know it's kind of the whole theory of uh when you leave you know kind of the the comfort zone you know I'd been with a a restaurant group for about three years now um and I had the opportunity to um uh become the chef de cuisine at l a prime at the Weston Bonaventure um so that's when i Decided to move back up to LA, and that was a whole nother learning experience on its own because it was my first time managing a union team. You know, I really respect unions and all, but it was it, it was definitely very difficult. I'll I'll be honest, especially mm-hmm. coming from a chef where you know w- when you're trying to be creative and and it's it's a trade that's very artistic. I I I like to consider us cooks and chefs as. Uh, Artistic construction workers is, I think, the best way to put it, because, you know, there's all there's definitely artistic elements just like in any other medium. However, in our medium, we've got that laborist like, you know, we've got to stand for 16 hours a day. We're in intensive heat. We've got to, you know, lug heavy things up and down stairs or whatever it may be, you know. So that that's why I always tell people it's 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 not glamorous, but in the day, you know, if you really enjoy it, it it's always fun, you know, no right. matter how unglamorous it may be, you know.
1: Yeah, and so that led to I mean that led to you being on Top Chef, and out of thousands of chefs, you were picked as one of the nineteen, right?
0: Yeah, it was, it, it's wild. I, it still tickles me to this day to to really like kind of reflect on it. You know, I I feel like it's been a little bit what two years now, but uh-huh. at the end of the day. You know, that was, you know, to be a part of that fraternity is awesome. I'm very blessed. Uh, It definitely, I don't know if you guys all play video games, but, you know, I've been known to play a few myself. But it's kind (laughs) of, I guess my metaphor is, it's sort of like the nitro button or that special weapons button when you're playing uh, Mortal Kombat, where it all of a sudden just like takes you to the next (laughs) level, you know? You know, yes, it didn't change my life, but it definitely took me to another level where, you know where it, where it. It, it was like Mario
1: Brothers when you put you come out of the machine. Yeah,
0: exactly. Poosh. There you go. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> That's <right>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. It's so true, though. I mean, but you were sure. I mean, when I watched you in the show, I loved watching you. Like, oh, You thanks. were like lay it back. You were the chill, happy guy, and you were just really bad. But you were like you were a nice guy.
0: Oh well, I really appreciate that. You know, at the end of the day, like I, I you know, I like to believe. You know, for me, like being a chef, food is definitely like. of my life, 90% of my life, because, you know, really, you know, there's a lot going on. I enjoy it. It's it's what I breathe and live. Mm -hmm. However, I like to believe that 20 to 10% that's not being a chef and and a, a student of my trade is still relevant enough that, say, hypothetically, if you know, my skill sets were taken away, you know, I could definitely survive in this crazy world just being off of uh, just a great human being and, you know, and just being a, you know, and true to very, myself. And you know? you're a
1: real smart guy. I would call you, if I were, I would call you brainy chef.
0: Oh, well, the, <laughs> a Brady if... chef, yes. <laughs> you know what, what's so funny is my brother just took the LSATs and I was like trying to look at some of the things uh, and I was like, you know what? I I don't even know if I could handle any of this crazy oh, going to grad on. school. Oh, come on. You could. Um, but just, just because, you know, I respect all that stuff. I've My brain's been so wrapped around food that, you know, I, I don't know if I could do the whole grad school. But <laughs> I, it'd be one thing. It, it'd be fun. Maybe I'll I'll go get uh, a degree in nutrition one day. Who oh, knows?
1: that'd be awesome. And, and,
0: and pair it up with my culinary skills. <laughs> oh, well,
1: you guys have mad skills. I'm excited. Uh, let's talk about real quick. So you and Chris, oh, friend?
0: Yeah, we're, yeah, we're we're great friends. Actually, I consider him uh, my hyung, which in Korean is older brother. It's you know a little uh, a, a form of respect. Uh, he is a, a year or two older than me. Um, at the same time, you know he's shown me a lot of the whole commun- Korean American community here in, in Los Angeles. Surprising enough, he's from San Francisco. But you know he's got a, you know he's got a strong. A good following. Yeah, he's on got TV. a great following. Um, you know, Soul Sausage is a is a fun. Fantastic uh, brand that he's been able to build with his partners, Ted and Young. So, um, you know, uh, w- when we had some downtime about a year ago, we were trying to uh, put together a concept called 2KG, Two Korean Guys, uh, and kind of do a, uh, you know, Korean street market uh, uh, type concept. Unfortunately, it's on hold right now um, just because I'm real busy. About uh, about to launch my concept called Tacklebox um, in Corona Del Mar. Which
1: we're definitely gonna talk about. Yeah,
0: that. and 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 I know uh, Chris as well. He's been doing a lot of TV stuff, and he's actually, I, th- I believe, opening um, a a, a, a gastro pub up in Hollywood. Um, I don't know if I was supposed to say all that, but but I, I but he's got a lot of stuff in the works he's got as stuff well. Going he's on, got, he's going to yeah. be in
1: Hollywood, so we're excited to yeah. support him there too. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Well, let me ask you this. So you had some pretty nice success through this time. So let me ask you, what did you do when you first made your like real check? Did you buy yourself anything special?
0: Uh, when i when I got my first real check, no, I, I think I, I took it straight to the bank and I was like, Whoa, this is the coolest thing ever <laughs> to have money in the bank. When was this? Uh, I, this was like probably when I was 11 years old or so. Cause I got my first bank account pretty young. Um, and it was, uh, then I like what I would do is just cook, do dishes, and that's kind of like uh, how one of my chores. I would you know get like a couple dollars here and there, and obviously you know we grew up with a lot of dogs. Um, my dad was a big Rottweiler fan, so we had uh, a like three or four Rottweilers all the time around the house. Really? Um, yeah, and and I personally love dogs myself. I've just I rescued a pit bull uh, about three years ago. Um, and I'm, I'm a huge dog lover. I, I think animals are, are fantastic. I don't know if you knew this, but I, I, when I was younger, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would uh, I would actually uh, do all a bunch of community service at the Pasadena Humane Society all the time. So
1: maybe you should, like, make food for dogs.
0: You know what? That's something I've been thinking about, you know, because there's <laughs> definitely out in OC, every, you know. Everybody has a everyone dog. Everyone has a dog. Everybody loves dogs. And, and nowadays, dogs sometimes have better lives than human I beings. All <laughs> eating. Did
1: you see Whole Foods got organic food going on now? Right? Yeah, that's exactly. awesome. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, so this new project I'm so excited about because those of you who have heard me on the show, you know, I live in Orange County for a lot of reasons, mostly because I have a family and I got my kids. But, you know, until some some new blood is going to come around, food in Orange County was really just like... When I, because I had moved over from LA, and LA had all this incredible food, and it had different true artisan chefs, and it was all about there were there were mom and pop places where everything was about love and soul on a plate. But moving to Orange County, I mean, no offense, Orange County, but when I first got there, it was a lot of.
0: Con- like, like chains, corporate like a lot chains. of chains, yeah.
1: exactly. Everything kind of looked the same and tasted the same. And I mean, everything was like a salad and everything was the same pasta. But recently, Orange County food's gotten pretty darn exciting. And with you coming along, I've been following you on Facebook.
0: Oh well. I'm yeah. like
1: mad that you didn't bring food today.
0: I know that's a you know shame <laughs> on me. You know what? Actually, how about this? The first meal's on me when you when you show up to Taco box.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then like, and definitely everybody should should join me. But um, let's talk about that because I I know that this past weekend I couldn't go because we have family and friends in town, but you had you opened up your pop up for two days. Let's talk about what you're serving. What are you serving?
0: Yeah, so the, the concept is called Taco Box Local Grub Shack. So the whole inspiration, it's, you know, it's in every country you go, there's, there's, if there is a beach, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in Asia or, or you know, in Brazil. In Brazil or America. Mm-hmm. It, by the beach, there's always some type of food shack or some type of place to of a lady or a gentleman cooking something from the ocean or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I was very blessed to have this opportunity to open up Tackle Box, which is my interpretation of all that. It's basically community through food, um, I and love the idea it. is it's all about real, honest, simple flavor profiles, just flavor bombs um, that that makes sense when you're sitting there on beautiful Corona De Mar eating the food. You know, I I won't be doing, like, farm-to-table stuff because that concept does not make sense when your feet are, like, just, you know, your toes are in between the sands. But it's going to be fun, great stuff like New New England-inspired clam chowders to, uh, like, shrimp rolls. Let let me
1: just interrupt you for just a second, but I apologize for this. But I got to tell you, the response I've been reading on Facebook about your (laughs) clam chowder, I see post after
0: post after post. I'm like,
1: Brian's from L.A., (laughs) but he's making some killer... Boston-inspired New England clam chowder,
0: yeah? Yeah, well, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, you know, travel out to Boston and see some friends. Um, my b- uh, good buddy, he's a chef of Neptune's over in Boston, um, uh, John Ross. So I've actually called him a couple times to get little uh, insider tips on how to make it. You know, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be as uh, authentic to New England or Connecticut or some of those O.C. East Coast, you know, cities. But at end of the day, what I'm trying to do is Give uh, food that's, um, you know, relatable, people that that know about it, and then just give it my chef's touch to it. For instance, I plan on doing a fantastic uh, fish and chips, but instead of a traditional tartar sauce, it'll be traditional, except I'll add some yuzu juice to Very give it some cool. floral citrus notes. Um, you know, I'm going to do some renditions off of, you know, instead of doing uh, buffalo chicken wings, do some buffalo cauliflower which you know, I'm not oh, really yeah. you know, in reinventing the wheel, but at the end of the day, I'm just gonna deliver a, a, you know, my goal is to deliver a better product than the next guy and and, and have something that, you know, That's the whole crazy. community can be behind and, and just keep it very consistent, you know. Keep it I think consistency is the, you know the key to success, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, passion gets you to the to the to the gates, but it's consistency that gets you through the race.
1: So let's talk about this shrimp roll. Cook for us. And explain to us how this is.
0: Okay, so the shrimp roll, uh, I've been R&Ding it. Um, they're just uh, some amazing shrimps <laughs> that I actually <laughs> poach in court bouillon, which is a combination of, you know, water, some uh, mirepoix vegetables, uh, white wine. I actually use a lot of Old Bay. Um, and then I actually make a Old Bay aioli, which is, uh, I actually use some Japanese cu- uh, mayonnaise, cuipi, and then, um, you know, some lemon zest, lemon juice, Old Bay... Um, and then uh, some secret ingredients in there, but uh, <laughs> so basically what it is, it's like a cold uh, shrimp salad that I also toss in some fresh celery, and then I've got a nice um, white uh, like a pandemi uh, hot dog roll uh-huh. that uh, I've been uh, putting together, uh-huh. um, and that's toasted on both sides or all four sides with clarified butter, and then you know I sl- uh, slit it down the middle, you know stuff it with a bunch of this beautiful shrimp old bechamel. Goodness, and then garnish it with um, like a chiffonade of romaine. Uh, chiffonade is just thin slices of romaine. That romaine will give it that uh, freshness, that little water crisp flavor, uh, you crunchy. know, that crunchy, you know, because I'm all about. You know uh, textures and 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 well-seasoned food. At the end of the day, <laughs>
1: and Ryan is actually um, hand cooking for us. He's actually he's actually <laughs> cooking while he's talking here. So I'm getting really excited because I'm thinking, okay, it's too way too long for lunch, but. <laughs> So when can everybody try your amazing food?
0: So t- yeah, so Tackle Box, um, it's uh, Tackle Box. It's in Corona Del Mar uh, Beach, r- uh, right underneath the a main headquarters lifeguard tower. There, th- I believe it's three zero two nine East uh, Shore Avenue. Um, What's
1: the website?
0: It's the website's uh, www.tackleboxoc.com. Cool. Um, and I will. The grand opening will be July 9th. I believe it's a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be doing um, pop-ups every weekend following up to that date. So this upcoming Friday, Saturday, or actually because Sunday is Father's Day, I'll, um, I'm taking it off to hang out with my dad. But um, this Friday, Saturday will be open with a limited menu. The menu this week is going to be um, kind of like a, a a a pole boy uh, – a fried fish po' boy. Sorry, the clam chowder garnished with chicharrón. Um, my version of elotes, street corn. I'll also be doing um, a linguisa roll. Um, and then I believe one other one, but you'll have to find out and show up, I guess. So, uh, yeah, you sell, and
1: then yeah, and it, it it will sell out. He doesn't have unlimited supply, so yeah. once it's out, it's gone, right? Yeah. Well, the,
0: well, the whole pop up is to get my kitchen team, like you know, it, you know, get the engine going. So there, it is a limited menu. It's a little uh, limited quantities. When you're um, at the beach, it
1: works. Yeah, I mean, it, don't it works. You know, expect to go the beach and have like a cheesecake factory <laughs> menu. You know what I mean?
0: No, exactly. You want good
1: food and get back to the water and play in the. Sand, right?
0: you're absolutely right you're absolutely right. and that, and that's what that's the whole idea of tackle boxes is, is to really uh you know give 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 the community some fuel to do their uh, beach activities and 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 le- live that uh, hashtag beach life that uh, everyone loves down in OC that's awesome
1: that's <laughs> awesome super excited well with that I mean thank you so much for being on the show I don't know about you but I want you to come back again so we can do this again no
0: absolutely thanks for having me Winnie I'd love to be a part of this again i I, I just love hanging out with you you're, Yay. you're fantastic uh, (laughs)
1: I know, we're like family now. Thank you so much. Well, with that, I'm going to say a huge thank you to Brian Husky, top chef Brian Husky, for being on the show on the Renegade Share. This is Winnie Sen, as you know. Uh, Those of you who want to follow me, but before we get to that, let's ask most importantly, Brian, how can people follow you?
0: Uh, People can follow me on all the social media. My handle is at Brian Husky, or you can also follow my new concept, which is about to open uh, early July, which is at Tacklebox OC.
1: And that he's on Facebook. he's on Twitter, he's on Instagram and all that. And, and really, I think you really, really want to follow him on Instagram. because can you imagine the pictures?
0: Food porn. <sighs> oh, yum,
1: yum 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 yum. <laughs> but this is Winnie Sun, and you can follow me at a uh, website is Winniesun.com. and please follow me on Twitter. I tweet a lot. And that's at SungroupwP. And with that, we are out. Thanks again. until next time. Peace out.